such an appealing little boy. But you touch this boy, I'll kill you where you stand. Hi, I'm Ethan McKinley, and I'm here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was the comic no one had heard of, cared about, and no one saw coming. After a worried studio gave a ton of money to a writer-director from a Z-movie tits and ass studio trauma, James Gunn delivered one of the biggest hits of the year. Set to the soundtrack of the 70s and 80s glam rock and pop songs of the era, it was a masterstroke, and arguably saw a return to form of the wise-cracking, swashbuckling space opera that not even the new Star Wars movies have been able to achieve. That's a really bad sign. And so, 2017 sees the return of all your favorite heroes. Star-Lord. Gamora. Who? Gamora. Rocket Raccoon, Drax, Yondu, and Vin Diesel. He's in everything now. The film opens with everyone's favorite gang of misfits fighting an interdimensional space squid and preventing it from eating some batteries belonging to Aisha, the leader of the sovereign race, in payment for handing over Gamora's sister Nebula in prison for trying to steal the very same batteries. None of it makes sense, but I mean, what do you want, a Ken Loach movie? I don't. It's kind of depressing. Not Guardians. Anyway, after all that malarkey, Rocket Raccoon steals the batteries anyway, and the Guardians are chased across the galaxy by the Sovereign Armada. Shot to pieces and forced to crash on the closest planet. At this point, Jack Burton himself, Kurt Russell, shows up, claiming to be Star-Lord's father. I'm your dad, Peter. Don't we all wish Kurt Russell was our father? I know I do. Now, I, dear viewers, was not that much of a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? I don't know why. Everyone in the world seemed to love it. I mean, I didn't. Like, I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? Don't comment. I don't know why. Everyone in the world just seemed to like it. Love it, even. I liked it. I just didn't love it. And like most Marvel movies, they had a weak villain. Possibly the weakest of all the Marvel movies in Ronan, the Accuser. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if it was actually Ronan Keating? I mean, who's worse? It's one of those films everyone likes that you're supposed to like and then everyone likes it, which begs the question, is it any good or is it just everyone saying they like it so they aren't cast out from their chosen social group? You know, the way you're supposed to like the Godfather, but deep down, you know, you really prefer Goodfellas more. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking Despite that, it was fun, colorful, and silly. Despite that, all the individual components and actors I liked very much. It had a blistering soundtrack, although to make it classic to me, it was missing Atmosphere by Russ Abbott. It was a good song. Stanley has his longest cameo alluding to the fact he is the watcher, or if you're not a nerd, that would mean nothing to you. Even I had to look it up. You should too. Although that's probably wrong anyway. Now this movie has been complained about for having less plot, less action, and a slow laborious midsection. And... Can I just shock you? I liked it because of that. Yeah, I actually liked it. The movie spends more time on character and the interpersonal relationships between the characters and our heroes. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it was structured like Empire Strikes Back. It has a blistering action start, a slow, ponderous middle where we learn about the characters, and the final act is all about revelations and drama. 
and absent fathers, like Empire Strikes Back. Much of the drive of this movie sees our heroes paired off with one another or a new character. Stealing the movie once again is Dave Bautista's Drax and Pom Clementif. Pom, Pom, Pom Clementif. Pom, Pom whatever she's called, who plays Mantis, have some great scenes unknowingly insulting each other as they learn valuable lessons in life and love. Gamora and Nebula have to put aside their differences as the warring sisters as they learn valuable lessons in life and love. And last but not least, Star-Lord and Ego, the living planet. Kurt Russell knocks it out of the park as Ego. The only aspect of his performance that outshines him is his magnificent mullet. And they both learn valuable lessons in life and love. Not to be outdone, not only do we have cash, where would we be without Tango? He thinks he's Rambo. Rambo is a pussy. The film also has Sylvester Stallone as Yondo's old Ravager boss and leader of the original 60s comic versions of Guardians of the Galaxy. Along with him and brief cameos by Ving Rhames, Michelle Yeoh and Miley Cyrus as the future version of the intelligence that started out as Jarvis in Iron Man and became the Vision. Somehow, Paul Bettany has turned into Miley Cyrus's robotic head, or at least in voice anyway. Along with him and the brief cameos by Ving Rhames and Michelle Yeoh, I can only assume they will return for larger roles in Volume 3. Again, Tango and Cash, how cool is that? <laughs> I feel the film really belongs here to Michael Rooker's Yondo. He is the best depicted character arc in the whole film, and his road to redemption was the best part of the film for me, and Dave Bautista's Drax and Kurt Russell as he steals the show. The one thing that could have been done better was Karen Gillan's Nebula, who's not given much to do, and all she does is snarl and sneer and play the same character that she kind of did in the first. There's no hint of irony, jokes, or any kind of wisecracks. Come on. But having said that, the balancing act between the many stories, that the many characters that James Gunn has written, he pretty much did a good job with all of them. It's a film about absent fathers, redemption, and family. So there we have it. I'm going to go back and check out the first one again. I think it's given it a new lease of life. I'd give the film 8 out of 10. It's fun, colourful, has action, and some talking. Thanks for watching. Please share and subscribe. I, like Star-Lord, have no father. If I can get to 10,000 likes, I will contact Kurt Russell and ask him to adopt me. For reals. Daddy. Daddy wasn't there. I've seen him come and I've seen him go, but you're the best, my boy. Light years ahead of the competition.